Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, see Sparky Fiber, 1250 AM, The Fan, live from the Wendy Studios. Time's running out on that Strawberry Frosty, and uh, you're going to definitely want to get that Strawberry Frosty. And I saw on Facebook a new Frosty that's coming to a Wendy's near you. Once the Strawberry Frosty is done, one that they've never done before, you'll want to stay tuned for that one. Uh, as well. Joining us now, a favorite of mine, covers uh, the MLB from MLB, MLB Pipeline. He is Sam Dykstra as they just dropped their top 100 prospect list uh, and uh, lots to get into. First question, Sam Dykstra, is how is Jackson Cheerio not number one? How does he end <laughs> up at number two? It's an outrage, Sam Dykstra. <laughs> I think this is the only place I'm going to get that question, which I love. Uh, listen, I love Jackson Turio, as you know, like I've been a big fan of his going back to the beginning of last year. Jackson Holiday is doing stuff right now that we just have, have rarely, if ever seen from a guy in his first year in the draft already getting to double A at nineteen years old. But, you know, to Turio's credit, he's been nineteen at double A all season long and he's just getting hot now. So, you know, maybe we'll have that discussion again in the off season, but as it stands right now, Jackson Holiday is might be the best hitter in the minor league, so that's why we put him number one. The Brewers end up with five players in the top 60, four in the top 50. Now, one of those guys that's uh, in the top 50 is Sal Freelich, who obviously uh, has graduated to the Major League Baseball level. So how did you determine who was going to qualify this for this list and who wasn't? Yeah, so we do this based off rookie eligibility. So once guys get to either 130 at-bats, 16 innings pitch, 45 days of service time, then we graduate them off the list. So just because a guy makes the majors doesn't mean he's coming off necessarily. Sal will pretty soon. I mean, he's getting playing time in Milwaukee. He'll probably hit the at-bat limit before he hits the day's limit. But, um, yeah, that, that's how we, we – whenever a guy's exhausted his rookie eligibility is when we take him off the list. All right, so let's talk about some of the other guys. Jefferson Cuero, a catcher who I think uh, everybody uh, is pretty excited to see. I, I like the ETAs that you have because you have 2024 for Cheerio, 2024 for Cuero, uh, and Mizorowski as well a 2024, and Tyler Black a 2024, and Carlos Rodriguez, the number 7 prospect, a pitcher who got a win last night. You got him for 2024 as well. If those dudes all end up in Milwaukee next season, not only are the Brewers going to be young, but they are going to be an exciting bunch to watch. The, my only issue is with Contreras at catcher, I don't see how Cuero gets there. 
Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a really interesting quandary for them. Getting Contreras, like, that was a great move in the offseason. I was a big fan of going out and elbowing your way into a trade to get a potential all-star catcher. Uh, Vaquero is, like, really good in his own right. I mean, we put him as a 2024 ETA because he's been at double-A all season. Um, He's showing a better bat than we've seen out of him before. Some of that is just health. He's been playing a lot, although he just came off the IL recently with a hand injury. But uh, the guy can really catch. He might be one of the best defensive catchers in the minor leagues, can throw guys out, which is a major plus in today's game where speed is is king again. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Kara. I was a big fan of his coming into the year, the fact that he's been showing power at double A. I mean, it's going to be a fascinating discussion for the Brewers at some point. Maybe some of these guys turn into trade chips and you try to cash those in. Uh, in the offseason, trying to swing a blockbuster one way or another. But um, the fact that all of these guys are squeezing their way towards the majors kind of feels like what Baltimore is going through right now. There's some real positional battles because Baltimore has so many position players trying to compete for a team that is has one of the best records in baseball, and that's a good problem to have. And we could be talking about Milwaukee in that same way this time next year. Well, it's interesting because the Brewers are going to be in a situation where going into the offseason, you're going to have Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff with one year left on their deal. Um, I, I think some probably expect Corbin Burns to probably be traded this offseason. How good is is Jacob Mizorowski, who has kind of blown onto this season this year for the Brewers and the Meyer Leagues? Because if you look at his strikeout numbers, they're 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 pretty good. Yeah, I mean it's it's been really, really good for Mizorowski. We were intrigued by him coming into the year. He was a second round pick last year. The pure stuff was there. He was kind of fastball slider coming into the year but he's shown a really good curveball. He's shown even the makings of a cutter, uh, which are good. It's, it's a little bit shorter version of that slider, but it's a wipeout slider. It's a fastball that touches triple digits. His stuff looked absolutely goofy in the All-Star Futures game, and I mean that in the best way possible. He was looking, he was pitching against some of the best minor leaguers in the country and making them look silly. Uh, you know, Talking to some evaluators when we were putting together the top 100, some of the feedback we got is that he might be a reliever in the end because the control is kind of iffy. I mean, the stuff moves so well that it's difficult to sometimes hit the black consistently in the way you would like for a potential ace like Mizorowski, but nobody can match the quality of his stuff. And even if he becomes like the right-handed version of Josh Hader as a reliever, that's really valuable valuable in its own right. But I think there's enough there for him to be a starter as early as next year because he's climbed three levels already in 2023. Right, and, and they may do that if they were to trade a Burns or a Woodruff this offseason – and the other thing is with so many position players, which this Brewer system has lacked forever, and all of a sudden now they have a surplus, that gives you uh, an opportunity to maybe get another pitcher by trade, a, a veteran-type pitcher by trading some of these position players. Another guy uh, that I like that's been coming up through the ranks is Tyler Black, who you guys have at third base, but they've been playing at first base here uh, most recently, and I think... Uh, without knowing for sure, the reason they did that uh, is because first base is going to probably have an opening. I would imagine they not tender Rowdy Tellez this offseason. Carlos Santana will be done as well, and maybe they say they see Tyler Black uh, as their first baseman uh, in 2024. I mean, yeah, that's certainly possible. He doesn't have the typical first base profile. He's actually faster than that, doesn't have a ton of power, reaches base at an exceptional rate. Um, but the defense has always been a question. He came in as a second baseman, Played a good amount of outfield last year, including in the Arizona Fall League. This year, they've tried him at third. Doesn't quite have the arm for that either. So at a certain point, you just keep moving him around until if first base is open. And he's he's on the taller side. He's six foot one. He's not a, a small dude by any means. Uh, you just kind of put him there. But yeah, following his season has been really special at Double A this year. 
Like I said, he gets on base at a, at least a 400 clip. Um, when he gets on base, he's been a constant threat to steal, and it's not just the speed. It's the savviness of knowing when to go and who you can run against and when. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's definitely wedged his way into those major league discussions pretty quickly, and I think it's an approach that can translate pretty easily to the majors. All right, I got one more uh, before we get to the draft picks from this year. What about their first-round pick last year, Eric Brown Jr.? He's 12th on your list at MLB Pipeline for the Brewers as far as Brewer prospects go. ETA of 2025. What has he shown you so far? Yeah, I mean, when you look at like why he's that low, it's just because so many other guys have kind of pushed ahead of him. And you, you mix in some of those draft guys that we'll talk about here in a second, who I really like their draft class this year. So he just kind of got squeezed down. He's basically been a league average bat this year in the Midwest League. Isn't striking out a ton, less than 17%. Doesn't have a ton of power, decent speed. Um, you know, he's going to be, he kind of features to me as like a second division starter. Like, I don't think he's necessarily going to be a starter on a great team someday. Uh, he doesn't hit for enough average or power to make that happen, but he can be a solid player. He's a solid shortstop as well. You know, maybe this year was just about laying the groundwork and maybe we see a breakout for him coming next year kind of like what we saw with Tyler Black, although I don't quite think he has the approach like Black does. All right, let's talk about the draft picks. Their first pick, Brock Wilkin, the third baseman, and I was throwing a party when they finally drafted a damn third baseman. <laughs> uh, when he ended up, uh, he's at eight on the, the prospect list already, uh, and he came in his first game and hit a home run right off the bat for the Brewers in, in, in the minors. Tell us about Brock Wilkin and just how quickly you think he can get here. Yeah, I mean, he's somebody who could move quickly just because the power can play so quickly. I mean, we've already seen it. Like you said, he's already reached high A Wisconsin. Uh, the, the Brewers clearly think he's advanced enough. It's the power that's going to carry him. He was somebody who hit 71 homers, uh, which set an ACC record and a Wake Forest record. It's not like Wake Forest is a slouch team, nor is the ACC a slouch baseball conference. Uh, but the power certainly played in college. We'll see how it plays with a wood bat. Um, but that's what's going to drive him. It's probably going to be below average in terms of the hit tool. He's not a great defensive third baseman, although he has a great arm for that position. So we'll, we'll see how things kind of come along for him. He has the potential to break into the top 100. If This time next year we're talking about him hitting 25, 30 homers. Uh, but it's all going to be about the approaching. Is he going to make enough contact at the next level to make that happen? But so far, so good. The steal of the draft by so many that that follow this more than I do is Cooper Pratt, who they took in the sixth round, who was scheduled to go to, I believe it was Ole Miss, uh, and nobody thought they could sign him. That's why apparently he fell. A high school shortstop. The Brewers signed him for a significant amount of money over slot. He slots in at number 10 on the Brewers' top prospect list at MLB Pipeline. Uh, what say you about Cooper Pratt? Yeah, Cooper Pratt is has a chance to be a really good all-around shortstop. I mean, I remember Jim Callis and Jonathan Mayo do our draft list and, and following them on day two of the draft. And when the Brewers took Cooper Pratt, you don't take somebody in the sixth round unless you think you can sign them. And then everybody was starting to do math. Do they have the slot money to make it work? And it seemed like once they knew he was available and we can move some stuff around and make this happen, everybody in Milwaukee was super excited. He signed for $1.35 million dollars. So they've definitely invested in him. Um, some of the comps we've gotten, and this is a little lofty to me, but some people see him as a right-handed version of Gunnar Henderson. That's what I've seen. Um, Gunnar Henderson, yeah, coming out of high school, uh, you know, can hit the ball hard, has a good approach, can play a really good shortstop, has the arm for there, even if he has to move to third. I don't think he necessarily will, but we're kind of in the era of big shortstops right now. He's six foot four, 
I think he can play capably at short. We already feel like this is the steal of the draft, but if he hits the ground running next year, I mean, he's going to become an even bigger name in the system. The other thing is put some muscle on him. That'll help with his with his power as well. And based on everything I've read on him, because I've read a lot, it seems like he's kind of addicted to the game. Not saying that a lot of these really good players aren't addicted to the game, but I don't know. It, it seems like he's really invested all the way around as far as uh, trying to be you know, a great player at some point, and not everybody has that work ethic. Yeah, I mean, when you start to hear that from scouts who are around baseball people all the time, it's because something really does stick out. I mean, everybody is addicted to the game in some way. But if he's going above and beyond these guys who are around the diamond all the time, then that's really notable. All right, I got two other guys. And, of course, they're third baseman or maybe shortstop. And I don't know how to pronounce either of their names, so you can help me if I screw them up. Uh, Eric Batanti, is that how you say his name? And Mike Bove uh, is the other one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Batanti was their third-round pick this year. Again, another guy with power over hit, has a strong arm, maybe third base, maybe shortstop. He's only 17 years old. He's not turning 18 until this November, so it's going to be a long runway with him, and I think trying to get into that power is going to be the, the major issue. And then Bo, looking at him, he's the opposite. He's hit, hit over power. We gave him a 60-hit tool grade, which is actually what we gave Tyler Black coming out of uh, – the, coming out of the draft ranks too. We'll see how that's going to translate. I mean, we put him at 18. I think we were higher on Tyler Black coming out of the draft. But somebody with that hit tool can definitely work in the, the minor leagues. It's just, is he going to get to enough power? And that's a little bit more of a difficult profile if you're going to be playing third base. Tyler Black, it's worked because they've moved him around so much. And if you're getting on base a ton, uh, that's going to feature anywhere. It's going to be a little bit har- harder on Mike here, but we'll, we'll see how things go. A lot to like in the profile for sure. Anytime you're talking about a 60-hit tool coming into the draft, that's what gets me excited because hit is the most difficult tool to judge uh, for any minor leaguer. David Stearns had a number of drafts. I I don't remember the baseball community loving a draft under Stearns as much as they loved this one under Matt Arnold. Yeah, I, 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 I haven't been in those rooms. I don't know if anything changed. I think they were just opportunistic. Again, when you look at Cooper Pratt, being there in the sixth round, and you're like, hey, we've made the picks to make this work, and we think we can make the picks after this, you know, save some money. I think that's just being savvy. I, I wish more teams did that. I wish more teams took the best player available every round, and there wasn't this whole calculus with the bonus pool. That's, you know, the system we have. That's the way things are going to work potentially until the next CBA, but I don't see that changing anytime in the near or long term future. So if you see an opportunity, take it because, you know, we could. I know Brock Wilkins ranked higher in our draft, but like we could look back on this as the draft of Cooper Pratt easily. I cannot wait to see how it all turns out. Follow Sam Dykstra on Twitter at Sam Dykstra, M-I-L-B. Again, at Sam Dykstra, M-I-L-B. Reporter with MLB Pipeline and M-I-L-B as well. Thanks so much for coming on, Sam. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Appreciate it. Yeah, this was a blast as always. Thanks so much. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.